how his country needs him here. Cristiano Ronaldo, yes! Oh, yes! Nani. Rooney! Oh, wonderful! What a goal! And what a time! In what a place! What a play! Wayne Rooney out of this world! Comes out to Essien! Oh, my goodness. What an unbelievable strike. It's Freddie Youngberg again, pushed out by Bartes. Wilson! Arsenal have scored yet again in the Premiership, and this could be the most crucial goal of all. The full-time whistle! It's glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Pace and Power podcast. I'm your host Ed Dowling. With me today, it's Pat on the right because we've got a new setup. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Excited to be here. New season. Great stuff. New season, new platform. We're on StreamYard. There's a little duck in the top corner. It's, just, yep. it's so exciting. I can play music in the studio. I don't know whether it transfers over to the recording or not, but either way, we're extremely <laughs> hyped. Same old um, time. will be joining us. <laughs> Same old crap. You want to hear about the transfer window? You want to hear oh, about boy. new signings? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll start. We'll boo it up to that. That's that's the the meat of this episode. How have you been? How last episode was like what a month and a half ago? Maybe two months ago. I mean, obviously that's, that's been our sort of upload schedule recently. Yeah. But uh, what's been happening? I, mean, I, I would say flippantly that you know damn well how I've been doing, but. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, it's been good, been good. Yeah, grinding, <laughs> hustling, all that sort of stuff. Oh, I'm going to be staying nice. up until, nice. well, no, no, not staying up until, sorry. I'm going to be going to sleep and waking up at half three in the morning to watch Arsenal's last preseason game. <laughs> God, how embarrassing. Oh, Who no. are they playing? Barcelona, to be fair. Kind of want to watch that. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs only played West Ham. We lost to them. We played a team <laughs> called... It literally just uh, the face hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me try and remember this. Let me try and remember this. Was it like the? It was like the something City Pirates or something like that. Something City Kings. I should know this. We literally played them today, and I was watching a bit <laughs> of it at work. It was the. God, I can I can feel the the te- the tension in the background. The Lion City Sailors, and we went Lions. behind. Oh, okay. Uh, so I got City, and I went for Pirates. So it's kind of. I can give yourself yeah, one and a half points there. Sailors, yeah. some maritime sort of stuff mm. going on there. But, <laughs> Buccaneers. Uh, but yeah. In, in a football context, obviously, it's been a month or so since the last game of the season, which was the Champions League. Um, that was pretty miserable. I remember talking to you about that. Kind of glad to see the end of that season, especially from a Tottenham perspective. The new Premier League season is like a few weeks away. That is crazy. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm slightly nervous because we still don't have a centre back, but but yeah, it's um, I think it's around about this time usually where I, my excitement really starts to build. Once you made a few signings, you know who's mm. looking good in preseason, which never ever translates to who actually does well. <laughs> Lacelso, I have to say, has looked like, <laughs> but or better than Declan Rice. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Oh, Declan, Declan Rice looks worryingly clueless in the in the uh, the Man United <laughs> game, but that's the thing. Like it, it is a like. It is a load of bollocks, isn't it? Preseason, it's it's just it's it's a bleep test, really. Like you, you can get a sense of what a team's going to be like, and the best thing about it is, yeah, like seeing new signings, um, 
kind of getting a feel of what the team actually might be. But reading too much into, into results is is pretty ridiculous. Didn't Spurs win another made up trophy? Oh the, yeah, oh yeah. I forgot the name of the, the trophy. Lion Cup it's not even or worth oh yeah, it's the Sailors Cup, the Pirates of the Caribbean Cup. So, <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's two of the belts now. Yeah, Audi yeah. Cup. <laughs> what are them um, like Mario cups in Mario Kart, like the gold leaf cup and stuff like that? <laughs> the mushroom cup. <laughs> well, no, you, you got look. You can only win what you know what, what competitions you're in. So look, we, it's just standard standard business for us. I saw Richarlison like hoisted onto someone's shoulders like he was Pele. Um, oh no, that's what we're about this season. But let's dive straight into it. Obviously, there's been a lot of goings on in the world of football recently. Um, Saudi Arabia has made a uh, a dramatic sort of entrance into the into the beautiful game. Obviously, CR7 went there last January. Yes, and we just dismissed it as as the as rightfully as what it was, which was just a tired fraud going to a fraudulently and just phoning it in for the rest of his career. However, Inter- interesting point came. actually. Just on that, do you, do you think that? Um... I have an opinion on this, but do you think Ronaldo had any idea what was kind of coming with Saudi? I'd imagine that was part of the sell to him was be like, you will be the face of the new. Yeah, they'd have outlined their plan. I think he would have. They he would have known this is going to happen in some capacity. Um, okay. It's just surprising how quick it is, right? Yeah, because I I think he's been saying that to like save face a little bit. Like I think he was going to like the Saudi league as we understood it, like. A place with like yeah. entirely plumbers and then like a couple of Brazilians who aren't very good. <laughs> um, it's been crazy though. It really has been crazy. It's still not obviously. It's still not a competitive league. And as we, you know, if we'd recorded this even yesterday, um, the very best and the best players in their prime right now. If you're going there, I think that should be a, a mark of shame on on mm. your career, on your life. Um, but we've seen players like. Obviously, CR7 went there first. Benzema, I think, was quite a surprising one. But not for me. I don't know how you feel about it. But when Benzema was going there, I thought I, didn't, I wasn't blown away by that. I, I kind of see it in a way. That that one, again, like he, he is... I think he's older than you kind of think he is. He, he's like 35 mm. sort of age, isn't he? And for, for that, like if it was just that, none of this would have kind of... I, I think it would all wash over me a little bit. But the ones that are kind of... I, don't want to, I almost don't want to say concerning, but like I opening are the Neves and the Jota ones you know like players in their prime who mm. are quite exciting like commanding big fees as well um mm. that is showing that they are really taking this seriously I, if they were exclusively like just signed a whole load of washed players then you know we've kind of seen that before like MLS have done that China have done that it's more yeah, go, yeah going for those players who kind of have a bit of hype around them and aren't washed yet yeah, no, it's true. How do you feel? I guess what what I wanted to sort of tackle in this was this sort of moral panic almost. A lot of articles I've seen are, okay, so now the money is crazy and ruining the game. Now it's, you know, taking players away from the leagues you like. Um, one argument, not an argument I hold, is that the money's already absurd. They're getting offered more to play elsewhere. You can't... How How is this a more serious indictment of the game than, you know, I don't know, when the Premier League was invented and this really all yeah. took off, like how would you, what would you, how would you respond to that, Pat? Yeah, I reckon I probably agree with you. Like, I, I don't think it's like this apocalyptic thing in football. I don't think it's going to actually end the game. I might have thought differently if Mbappe actually did go. Um, that 
would have mm. really set alarm bells going. But I think like the, the 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 factor about it that's so unpalatable to me is the fact that it is the state like essentially is the state buying these players and the state i think yeah. uh, the, the, the pif uh, or whatever it's called owns like three clubs in the league um it's obviously a different way of doing things but it is inherently uncompetitive um and i yeah. think as well i think the product is still going to be garbage that people aren't going to want to watch um yeah. no, i i think personally maybe i don't know maybe this says something bad about me but I would rather watch MLS purely because Messi's there than watch a Saudi league game because all these like bums are, are, are over there. It's telling that Messi didn't go there, I think. King, yeah. Um, we know he has, like, I think part of the reason why he fell out of PSG in the first place was because of obligations to Saudi Arabia in some capacity. Um, but the fact that he didn't go there. Maybe I think for him, it's something about his school. It, like you have to factor in that these guys, their families, they have lives. Like they have to live in the place that they're playing in. So, whilst it's difficult to personally judge someone like Jota or Neves, the question does remain: How much money do you really need? Yeah, yeah. Like even in the case of someone like Jota, because I would guess that at Celtic he was earning like thirty k, something like that, maybe. Um, and you know he's going to be now on 100 200 who even knows definitely six figures but like he could have definitely got closer to that by just like he's a player who could have moved to the prem i think neves is a great example of that uh which is you know he was probably earning 80 90k a week and now he's going to be earning you know two 300 but like he said in an interview he literally said like yeah i'm doing it because of the money it's it's life-changing money for my family and that but at what point of wealth can any amount of money more be life-changing like pe people always yeah. used to say um you know these and it's still true of lower league players but players have a limited window of time to earn their money um and they've got to earn as much as possible as quick as possible and i completely understand that but like the money in football in general has got so ridiculous that an average kind of top flight player is making generational money in that amount of time like most of us don't mm. make, you know, a million, two million in our whole lives. And these people are saying that it's life changing because they can make, when they're already making like, you know, five, 10 million a year. It's it's, it's insane. Yeah. I think it's insane. And I think these guys have, I appreciate that Neves just outright said it. Like it's not about football for him. It's about the money. Fair enough. I respect that more than pretending it's because of the competition. But like, I will lose respect for these players in their prime who are doing it. Benzema, I don't really care. Yeah. Like you're, you've done yeah. everything. Whatever. I'm a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree with you. I think Neves is the, by far the most disappointing one because we've all seen him. We know how good he is, and he could play for really any team in the world. Um, do you, would you consider this point of view where any player is sold partially on the vision of the league as well as the money? Or do you think every single player, every top flight player that you know you could reasonably see in the Premier League or mm. elsewhere is being sold purely on the money and not the, the Saudi dream of it being a top five league? Yeah, when you when you say vision, because that ties in something I was gonna ask you, which is like about the longevity of this. Like, do you I mean, do you think for one this is going to hold? Like until it's until it's like regulated in some way. I know the um the chief of the Premier League came out the other day and just said like and I thought this is a fair point of view. He said, well, they're allowed to buy players as well. Um, 
it's perfectly within their rights to do this. We can't just because they're buying our players doesn't mean you know we 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 have to throw up a massive fuss about it. Yeah. In terms of how sustainable it is, I think the next few years are pretty crucial. I don't know why the Chinese one failed. I think it was because the government just really cracked down on yeah. on the massive wages and everything. It was it was a wage thing. It was basically it, it probably ties into their system of government, obviously. But they, they the government basically stepped in and was like, you can't spend this much on players like there there is a hard limit here and then obviously that immediately took away all the appeal um, the salary cap I the, think, yeah yeah the saudi government is the complete opposite of that they're like giga capitalist um so this is like a, they're behind all of this to some extent i think um it ties into the mm. whole sports washing thing and that's that's another thing that i find pretty i don't know a bit of an excuse whereas the whole like oh you know what actually makes the Saudi government or the Saudi system worse than X, Y, Z, but like it is. <laughs> come on. Come yeah, on. Be, be serious. Like they yeah. use slave labor and, and it, like homosexual people get put to death. Like that you can, I, I, yeah, I hate Britain. Don't get it twisted. I hate Britain, but like you don't actually kill people for being gay and stuff like that. Come on. <laughs> The mental gymnastics that that football fans, especially especially Newcastle, I guess at the moment mm-hmm. because they're yeah. getting the full brunt of the, of this criticism. The mental gymnastics you can do is is truly astonishing. If, so funny. If it's about something, if about a team you care about, Sam um, Maximan is going to be. Doing yeah, isn't football real fun? Isn't football great? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into football. Obviously, that's Saudi Arabia done and dusted, covered in ooh, just shy of five minutes there. So nice. That's the exclusive Speak- pace of power hot take. How sustainable it will be, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you, though. The It's the origins and the reasoning behind why it's coming to the forefront. And they're really pushing all this money into it. It's just yeah. sports washing, plain and simple. Um, we're not about I am that. interested, though. I am interested to see how it goes, just out of curiosity. Because um, this has never really worked before. Uh, and I know I won't be watching, but it is a fascinating thing to see happen. And, like, you know, from all of our clubs will benefit from it to some extent. Because, like, players who... There's this, obviously this problem where the Premier League has so much more money than everyone else that we can't flog our dead wood anywhere because no one mm. will take it. Now you've got you've got players like Mares going for like 30, 40 million. Um no one no one from Europe has spent that much on him, no way. So no, it'll probably crazy. Yeah, but it is just yes, not ideal. In a way, I I, I do have this you know me, I do like the idea. So part of me likes the idea of football just totally crumbling. <laughs> and I, li- I like the timeline where they just do buy in the next five years, all the best players play there and the rest of Europe, or at least hopefully in the UK, things return to a more natural equilibrium where there's a bit more equity across the board. And look, you can have your effectively what is a super league there where really the, the very best go there. But we've got our own little thing going on. It's competitive because at the end of the day, it's about the competition. It's not about yeah. If it, it becomes so relative so quickly, I think. If, if so you, you want the return of alcoholism to English football, essentially, where it's a bunch Absolutely. of like a bunch of twenty-year-olds who look fifty <laughs> running into each other fat, over and over again. Fat people. Uh, <laughs> no, absolutely. It, it, I don't know. I've been teetering on the edge of of my love of football um, for a long time Spurs now. Will obviously, Spurs will do that. Spurs will definitely do that. I mean, we had Pochettino hired as Chelsea manager. Uh, I don't sure if we even mentioned that on the podcast yet. Um, it was very sickening to start off with, but once you know it's happening, 
I feel kind of fine now. I don't know. I think all these things, it makes me think, like, what would I feel like if Kane went there? Probably worse. Definitely worse. <laughs> but it's... Um, no, football does that to you. And I think the more and more this stuff happens in the wider football landscape, the less I am starting to care about the really bad stuff that does happen to Tottenham. Because I'm like, look, it's just, oh, what, we, Kane's going? Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about the actual game of football rather than the random the, BS the game. surrounding it? Yeah. So talk to me about Arsenal. Obviously, they've cashed out. They spent the big, the big doubloons. Yeah, Declan Rice um, through the door, Jury and Timber through the door, and I'm guessing pro- probably uh, and Havertz, Kai Havertz as well. Yeah, um, I, t- I guess are we the highest spending club as of now? I assume so. Liverpool has spent an awful lot. So, yeah, um, mm. no, I mean, still I, Arsenal. yeah, but uh, I think I think our business is is well. Arteta said that we're going to bring someone else in. Um, I think that will happen if, like towards the end of the window, though. Realistically, uh, yeah, interesting, very interesting business. Um, Timber came well. Timber and Havertz both came out of nowhere. Rice, we kind of been favourites since January, so we all kind of had time to appreciate that one happening. Um, I'm excited, but I am not a hundred percent confident that we'll be as good this season. Um, I think it almost could be a bit of an adjustment year because of the like midfield refresh sort of thing. Um, what was your perspective on the the business we've done? Rice is, is scary. I can't really... I've been trying... Look, talk about mental gymnastics, and I'm sure you'll do it with Kai Havertz as well. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. I can try and convince myself... There's no way I can convince myself that Rice isn't a, a net positive for Arsenal in basically every way. Apart from, oh, they spent a lot of money, but then I don't... I'm not one of those people that actually give a shit about that. It doesn't affect anyone. <laughs> you spend a billion on it. If you can afford it, <laughs> you can afford it. It really yeah. doesn't matter to me. Um, Rice is, is a great signing. There's nothing I can say about it. Nothing. I, it's, it's, it's an absolute game changer. Unless he has a bit of uh, sort of small fish in a big pond syndrome and doesn't quite play up to the standard. But we've seen it with England that he can. Yeah. So I'm not holding out hopes that he's going to be shit. I think he'll be great. Um, and yeah, the, the, wor- the really worrying thing for me with Rice is if he does perform really well, there's not necessarily that club to go to next because obviously we've really got Bellingham, Man City. I don't really know how appealing a move that is from Arsenal, especially if he actually sees success with Arsenal. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like this isn't this isn't the early 2010s anymore, where like they could just chuck like 15 million at us and we take it because we were mired in stadium debt. Like for what if if if, if a team remember last summer where Lavia signed for Southampton and then the same window Chelsea bid like 40 million if that situation happened with Rice like we wouldn't accept less than like 200 million it, it the numbers become so mm. absurd that it's you know it, it doesn't isn't gonna happen um yeah so I we mean remin- you're right oh, sorry, very sort- quickly before you go on we reminisce a lot about game being gone right now and it is gone <laughs> both yeah. my club and your club and a lot of clubs Brighton for example there's a lot more uh equality if you like Across the Premier League, you have to actually keep your best players. If we like, if we had Kane during the Fergie era, like he's he's gone like five years. Oh ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually a lot more distributed out. I just wanted to make that point because you know, I think I always moan about the game being gone. Yeah, we're we're all so rich in the Premier League that there is almost that kind of yeah. Like you got teams like Villa who could potentially outspend like City this window. Um, 
and yeah, and like any any half decent player in the Premier League, like they're not going to sell to another Prem club for less than 40, 50 million. Get Conor Gallagher being touted as a 50 million player. Do you know how mind-boggling that is? And that's coming that's coming from a lower mid-table club. So like they can demand whatever fees they want. Um imagine it's for example, crazy. I I, I saw this got relegated and they're selling they're selling a player for over a hundred million. Yeah. Um and, and I saw an example today where um you know a United fan was saying that they should sign Ollie Watkins instead of this um uh who's that guy? The guy, you know the guy Hoyland? Fake Hoyland? fake Harland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. they were saying that Sean Watkins because he would be a cheap alternative Villa would demand like 90 million for him because there's no reason not to why not he's English homegrown um, I think he'd be to be honest I think he'd be a better signing than this oh, definitely. guy I mean to touch extremely briefly on him he scored 8 goals <laughs> in 30 odd appearances I know I'm not a scout I know there's a lot of underlying data that would suggest he's unreal and I get that and I understand that don't care though but <laughs> for that sort of money it, it has to be transformational and that's the thing i don't think it will immediately um it, it's a ceiling raiser uh sorry it's, it's a floor raiser where like our level is, is gonna wow be, oh, that'd be good yeah um yeah yeah i, I don't think necessarily we're going to be our points total from last season but i think rice is going to be a fantastic signing yeah, I think I think with him it's more about the long term impact. Your midfield yeah. is now solidified for a decade with him. Yeah, it's not about instant upgrade; it's about consistency. Yeah, and for the record, I think our best for this season, our best midfield starting midfield would be um, Party Erdegaard Rice, but in practice, I don't think it's going to be that. Cowling, why are you muting me for? <laughs> There's so much echo. There's so much echo. Is it really? Because I can. I, I wield immense power now, Hamilton. <laughs> I hope you understand. I, I can turn your camera off. I can do anything. <laughs> I can shut you down. Nice. <laughs> Say something I don't like. Bam! Out of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where we've got to come on to um, Havertz as well, which is, I think, <clears throat> we spent 60 odd million on him. Arteta clearly loves him. He is going to start for us. Um, and he's trying to make this midfield three off. Well, well, we'll we'll talk about yeah. that. But um, Rice Havertz Erdegaard is a whole different proposition. That's you've got to come up with so many different solutions to like let that work. Whereas like party Rice Erdegaard just works kind of out of the bag. That's like that's a great midfield right there. Uh, yeah, it's a much more a project to oh, try man. and do this dual number ten sort of thing. Um, We'll see how it works. But one of them isn't a natural midfielder anyway. He's not a natural anything. He's not a natural anything, exactly. <laughs> He's not a natural footballer. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so he, he... Obviously, yeah, we, we said before, Hamilton preseason isn't, you know, the, the be-all and end-all by any means. And Arteta actually made a point today in a press conference about, like, he said he said tranquila, which has made me feel so calm about this whole thing. God. Um, but he 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 wants yeah. to be Pep so bad. <laughs> Pep Pep would never say that. Pep would never say tranquila. He'd say something so much more freakish. <laughs> <laughs> we will be there. We yeah. will be there. Let's uh, wrap, wrap up on Arsenal with um, Jury and Timber. I don't believe you signed anyone else aside from those other two, right? No, nah, no, nah, not even any little project V ones. No, Run me through just... the Timber hype. 
that's just a fantastic signing. Um, not clear that he's going to be a starting player yet, but he's he's a immensely talented player, really, really top class on the ball. Um, we he's definitely going to be a, like a, a right back for us. I think he, I think what it allows us to do, like last season where um, Saliba got injured and and Tommy Asu got injured at the same time, and we were just instantly fucked because it meant Rob Holder gets to come in. I don't think in this instance Timber would come in and play right centre back. I think what he would do, what he would do is play right back and let Ben White or Tommy Asu or whoever play centre back instead. Um, don't think Arteta wants like a five foot ten centre back in the Prem, but he looks like a really really exciting player. Uh, was linked with United for a long long time and Dutch league tax and everything, and now now we got him. So I'm really Good. excited about that one. Decent value. Great window. Ming. Yeah, it feels like a really like great after window to be fair. Yeah, annoying. It feels like 30 odd, 34 million for um, Ajax's captain. It feels like a, it should have been more. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I think we've just no, got it's good. to be used to stupid amounts of money being spent on people like Maguire. Obviously, mm. Van Dyke was a lot of money for a player from Southampton. Yeah. Turned out he happened to become the best centre back in the world. You know, we've just become so. Fafana money. We've just become so accustomed to people being in that 60, 70 million mark that now, like, 30, 40 million still gets you a good player, and we forget that shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, we talked a bit before you joined Hammerson about inflation and the, and the meaning of money. And I think a, quite a good segue from the meaning of money is talking about Chelsea. I don't want you to talk through the transfers. I think it's too much. What transfers? <laughs> I want you. I want you to go through your starting team, and the only rule is you can't put players in there that are not currently contracted to Chelsea FC. Go. Um, Kepa. <laughs> yeah, that that sums it up. Um, Reese. Would have been for Fana. Unfortunately, he's just out for the season and we played one match. Um, so I guess it'll have to be Silver. Um, Colwell, Chilwell, um, Gallagher, Enzo, Gallagher, Enzo, Nkunku, Sterling, Madueke, Jackson. That is a mid-table Premier League side. No, it's not. I can see Bournemouth flying out with that, to be fair. I really <laughs> can see Bournemouth. Apart from Enzo. Don't be that so Jackson silly. guys destined, destined for Dean Court or whatever that Don't be so silly. And Kunku's a great signing. I hope so. There's, there's so many gaps in that team. Not so really. Many. It's the same, the same gaps that were there. Silver. The same gaps that were there three months ago with the goalkeeper, the centre mid, and the striker to a lesser extent. Because Jackson actually gaps. looks very, very good. If you said out of three, we've uh, three things that needed to be addressed, we've addressed 0. 0.5. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's a great start. How are you Jackson, feeling, Hamson? I always good. find you difficult to read. Of everyone, I always find you the most difficult to read as to how you feel about your football team. Oh, we're... I'm weirdly confident because Poch has us looking good and I like the players for once. We've done so well with getting rid of the drossy wankers that I don't want there. <laughs> um, Mason Mount included. <laughs> Which will be this team in the year's time. Um, just no, get fucking uh, Nicholas Jackson yeah. out. He's been here for so long. 
Voon in this club. It'll be, it'll be Jackson know, versus um, come, come David Detro for Fana debates every single week. Half the fan base hating, half of them cannot wait. Yeah, um, apart apart from obviously the lack of signings, clearing the deadwood, we've done incredibly well. I mean, we've got like two hundred and fifty million already. What? Hmm? Did you say the lack of signings? The, yeah, apart from that. Well, Ed, Ed, this this summer they haven't signed anyone. Like, we've literally signed Nkunku, who we signed last September. So, yeah. Um, oh, and and Jackson, and Jackson, Jackson is oh, it? Jackson, Jackson, yeah. Jackson is it? So the three things we needed to address, we've done half of one. Um, so yeah, not not great on that front. Um, but obviously the sales, I can't fault them. You know, they've they've done a great job there. The only one that's a bit of a bummer is Ziek not being able to go because he's a crock. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> um, apart from apart from that, and obviously Lukaku because he's an arsehole. <laughs> Not um, a lot of time left before the actual season starts to get exactly those those two those two will be gone. Um, like I say, right now it's I mean the transfer window is if you include Nkunku, it's probably a, a four. If you don't and just talk Jackson, it's a two out of ten. Um, Can I ask another question similar similar to what Dowling asked, but with a bit of a different spin on it? Um, what do you actually think your starting eleven to play your first game of the season will be? Not, I think I, it, it can include players that haven't joined yet. I, th- I think it's exactly what I just said, um, except the only thing might be that Andre Santos plays instead of Gallagher, depending on tactics. Who's a so young, young defensive, young Brazilian defensive midfielder? No Madrid. Oh, buddy. I think Sterling. It's hard to tell because I haven't actually. Sterling's not really played this preseason. So many shit players to choose from. (laughs) He uh, he had a he had a pretty pretty rubbish cameo the other day. So it might it might be Mudrick. I don't know. Obviously, it's against wait against against like Wrexham. You mean or like? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, buddy. Oh Oh, man. Mud looks a lot. Chelsea's fascinating. Madrid looks a lot fascinating institution. Yeah, I, I'm like I say, I'm confident, and most of that is down to Poch and the squad clear out. All we need is yeah. Caicedo on a keeper, and obviously now with Fafana, just just the I 150 million what, signings to do in a couple of weeks. Know what to do with the Fafana <laughs> sitch? So, are you confident yeah. on Caicedo? Hmm? No, I don't think it's going to happen now. I don't think it's going to happen now. Who, who else do you get? Looks like Lavia's going Liverpool. Even then, I wouldn't want him. No, well, I wouldn't not want him, but mm. I, I wouldn't not want him. But Who is he's, there then? He's fifty million, and Poch has literally said in interviews, "We need people with more game time, more experience, a bit older." We've got such a stupidly young team. Like what's got to say though? Twenty two. You know, anyone younger than that is just is just nuts. Like, there's a couple of people in like French leagues, Austrian leagues, who are similar. Who I would take La Liga. There's a couple of centre mids, but it's it's a stretch. It's a pretty big fall off from Casado and Rice. Yeah, I reckon there might be a surprise there. Maybe like someone who's completely yeah, out of left probably, field. Probably, probably a Jackson like signing. Um, yeah, you know, high, high on the market, mate. But, <laughs> that's the thing. If we're going to do something like that, why the market is experienced? Why didn't we just keep he hold it up? 
You can he slow it down. You can really slow it down. <laughs> you can't speed it up. You <laughs> can really slow it down. Fucking yeah. shit. But if, if right. that's the criteria, why don't we just keep someone like Ampadu? Like, we sold him for peanuts anyway. Like, <clears throat> yeah. It's crazy. It's and crazy. Same, All right. Same way that's we'll probably sell. Same way we'll probably sell Shalabar. Actually, I can meet you now, Hampton. This is the thing. And I will <laughs> wield my power very unfairly. Um, but yeah. I'll talk about Spurs real quick. We signed a bunch of, bunch of uh, relatively unknowns who I believe some members of this podcast had not actually heard of the left-back we'd signed before. I hadn't heard of the goalkeeper we'd signed. Until we signed <laughs> I him. hadn't heard of the goalkeeper. Uh, well, look, no, you hadn't I, heard of Kaiseido before he joined Brighton, did you? What? I was being a bit flippant with the left-back. I actually had heard of him, but he yeah, just... I know, it, I know. you is, know is this a, game. It, inside out. player. <laughs> He'll be good. His name's Destiny. He can't, he can't fail. But we signed him. We actually signed him last season when Paratici was still um, a, uh, a, a law-abiding so system. It's fraudulence, <laughs> then, huh? It's fraudulence. Um, we signed a goalkeeper called Guillermo Vicario. That was really unesthetically pleasing. That was bad. bad name. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his first name. I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I, Guillermo, I guess. We, is it Guillermo? Guillermo, probably. Yeah, I don't Guillermo. know. I don't care. He's the new. He's the new uh, <laughs> keeper. We also signed Manuel Solomon, which is really weird. From from uh, I guess Shakhtar Donetsk from on a free. We just finessed Ukraine once again. Daniel Levy, classy as ever. <laughs> and then we signed. <laughs> Taking we players fleeing war. Oh, yeah, 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 James Madison. Your your marquee signing, yeah. Undoubtedly a, a good signing, and um, yeah, I, I've I've often voiced my slight not hatred of dislike for James Madison on this podcast before. And look, I, I, let me tell you, that's all in the past. <laughs> I love this guy; he's great. It is exactly what we need as well. We just need to sign um, two, three centre backs, and I think we're golden. We've got a new manager, big fat Australian guy, who again this time last year never heard of him. Love the guy, absolutely can love I, him. Can I admit something? Can I admit something? So I'd um I'd only ever heard him spoken of as like a Celtic manager. I'd only ever seen his name written down. I thought he was Romanian. Yeah, you wouldn't think Australian. Aussie, would like is is is, is he a Greek uh, in there? Oh, yeah, he's going to be okay. Greek. Aussie, he's Aussie in, he was born in Greece. Big thing. Born in Greece. Born in uh, Greece, and then emigrated to Australia when he was four. Yeah, I've watched, I've watched documentaries, but yeah, he seems like just very quickly on him because I think that's the most you know his life new story. thing about Tottenham. Oh, I know his life story. It's the fact that he is very different to Conte, Mourinho, and I do know. I I guess very direct, very um, good communicator, and very focused on playing offensive football. Whether it will result in us being really competitive, I don't know. From what I've seen in the friendlies so far, we've been scoring bags of goals, but it's just like we're conceding every time they go forward because A, our defenders are bad, and B, there's no real super defensive system to like damage I that, that particular think, I think you'll be quite similar to us <clears throat> in sort of 1920. Very carefree football. <laughs> it's a bit it's free bloody long. Score, score a lot of goals because you've got good forwards as well. But concede a lot. And you'll do fine. You'll get probably fifth. But 
yeah, you'll concede a lot. It'll Do you have a very, funny, very historic example? Lamp, Lampard in 1920 football. <laughs> Maybe Frank Senior. <laughs> Thanks, Dean, as well, that was playing that season, I think. <laughs> No, I don't know. I think it's, my standards aren't massively high. I would take, I would take, certainly take fifth, because what will come of that is the exciting football that is that we've achieved relatively decent end to the season. Um, I'd hundred percent take that. By all reports, it looks like Kane's off to Bayern Munich, um, which it's a it's a shame, but is probably it's better happening. than most other options. I, I I'm almost certain happening. it's going to happen now. Wow. What's happened in recent times uh, with with Levy? Um, he didn't meet the, the director of Bayern a lot of times. His wife, Kate Kane, has been in uh, in Munich looking for schools and houses. I but think sure that's not just German propaganda because I saw that too, and I was like, "Yeah, that's build, that's bollocks." I know, I don't know. Build, the build's pretty good. Um, Goebbels. I've been, I've been a bit <laughs> barely out spin. No, I think, um, I think it it probably will happen. I think he'll go for around about hundred million euros or something like that. Probably towards the end of the window, which really would fuck us in signing a replacement. Although I've heard we're interested in uh, Kolo Mawani. Vlahovic, he's, he's on the market. He's all yours. Not him. Not him. <laughs> not him. Definitely not him. But look, if we can replace him with, with someone like a Kolo Mawani, and I can't really, he is the absolute outstanding replacement for me. Um, that I'd be happy. I, I mean, I'd rather keep Kane, but it's not going to happen. He's not going to stay I think here we've beyond got this the season. replacement already. I'm not going to lie. I think Richarlison is just waiting for that nine spot. Scarlet, some consistency there. I don't. I don't think Carlo yeah, Moani is any. Richarlison. I don't think Carlo Moani, I don't think any of those guys are actually going to be any better than Richarlison. Right, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. And look, I'm not hating. I'm not hating him. I'm liking what you're saying to me right now. I'm never going to mute you again. <laughs> After words like that, <laughs> but I think unfortunately, I've seen Richardson play for a whole season. He can play a lot better than that. But Kane is like one of the best players in the world. Well, yeah, yeah obviously. I'm sorry, it's not going to fill that void. That's the thing. I think he will. He's not going to fill that void. But that's my point. I don't think anyone will. There's no one like Kane on the market. Like, if he's given the responsibility, Richardson, of being your certified number nine, I think he'll have a much better season. But like Richardson's best hypothetical season is worse than Kane's worst season. You know, like it's just yeah, different yeah. calibers of player. It's true. It's true. But look, this is what it is. I'm kind of at peace with Kane leaving now. If he goes to Bayern, I actually think that's fine. He'll win a DFB Pokal, and suddenly he would have won a trophy, even though it's the most fucking shit trophy ever. <laughs> Do you if reckon he'll what he do, do what, what do. Sancho did, and he he'll like take he'll affect a German accent, but just speak English? <laughs> I would love to. With hear his it. accent as well, the way he speaks, that would be one of the worst things I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Um, that would be yeah, God knows. Anyway, we'll move on from Spurs um, again. Like Hammerson, a lot of blind optimism with me. Things are very new, like Chelsea. A lot of, a lot of parallels. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. New I manager, a lot of new players in there, new direction the club's taking, um, hopefully new ownership if our crook owner actually gets panned, uh, which he probably won't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's actually a really good time to, to be very optimistic because I haven't been let down yet. I haven't seen the evidence that, oh, you know, all those hopes and dreams you had at the start of the year, don't no, forget about that. It would be fun. Do, you think, do you think you'll still have a job at the end of the season? 
I'd hope so. I think what would happen is that the rea- the only reality where that doesn't have where he doesn't have a job is. Well, yeah, if you the, lose a load of matches the, and he's the, wildly out of his well, depth. Yeah, well, I am going to say it <laughs> is where because I, I I believe regardless of results, I think we will play well and we'll, we'll play well in the sense that the football will be attractive and it'll be direct, which is what we've been crying out for for like ten years, basically. Um, I think even if we drop to like eighth or ninth. Bear in mind, we finished eighth with with content charge or whatever, um, eighth or ninth. As long as there's some signs there, a massive transition season, Kane leaving and everything, fine. I think we're just not winning at all, and we're just what well, it'd be like Leeds, Leeds second season where they're just attacking, attacking, attacking. And if he has a Potter, a Potter esque season, loss after well, he didn't loss. score any goals, he didn't play any good football. That's what I mean. And I tell you what, last thing I'd say about Spurs is. I do find it weirdly comforting that my our manager is quite fat. Like he's quite <laughs> rotund. I, I just, just like it. And I'm not, I'm not even joking. I may, it's, maybe it's some weird thing about me, but just seeing him, I'm like, yeah, he can really put him away, can't he? Maybe <laughs> and he we does can, say, maybe we he can does do say mate, another... doesn't he? In press conferences, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's actually like, like him a bit. He, I he do, does, I do. He does scream good banter. His reaction to that um, yeah. stupid Bayern Kane stunt was so good, just like <laughs> with, withering. Yeah, I'd say actually, well, like, when the more we... I think about it, he is everything that Spurs need. It's just, it's just, he's a bit of fun. The football will probably be fun as long as Levy doesn't expect anything. Because like, that, why were you ever appointing these winning managers? Like, it's just never going to work. This is what you yeah. are. Just Embrace it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we can um, when we re up the uh, player, the manager night out, which I think we should do for this season because there's been a lot of new managers. He'll be up there. Um, I think I think Andrew right up there personally, right up there. There's um, been so yeah, many manager changes as well. There's literally been like really 14 has. manager changes, so it's a whole new ball game. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to the new season. Um, and there's some good stuff coming. Podcast is going to be more regular than ever. Trust me. We'll be there every damn week. Trust yeah, us. going through the list of what we've uh, of what we covered, I think we've basically covered it all. Um, is there anything else in the wider footballing landscape you guys want to address? Uh, nope. Women's World <laughs> Cup's going on. That's us um, done. Women's World Cup. But the thing is, because it's in New Zealand slash Australia, it's just can't watch it. Just not watched any of it. Um. But yeah, I hope England do well. They, I think they won their first game against Haiti. So, oh, as the more it progresses, I will I will start to watch it regardless of time, and it will I'll probably be more amenable to uh, um, our time zone and everything. Oh, there is one last thing. Yeah, Messi in the MLS. What about that, huh? I, I'm actually Messi loving it. <laughs> balling out at the, in the MLS. The MLS. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> in the smelliest really, league in the world. I think it's more competitive than Saudi Arabia is currently. No, it's not. It's worse Saudi than the Arabia. championship. The, be- <laughs> the, best Saudi Ra- the best Saudi Arabian teams are better than any MLS team. But you've got to remember there's like 15 other teams in that division who, A, we've none of us have ever heard of, and B, don't have all these players. They're just a bunch Disguised. of guys. <laughs> I think it's probably close. I think they're probably I'd like, That would be great, like a, a sort of bizarre kind of America versus... Saudi Arabia, like league or <laughs> intercontinental. Um, but yeah, look, we've got two weeks, I think, until the season starts, or maybe three weeks. Yeah, um, and it kicks off with what's Chelsea's first game? Liverpool. 
such an L. Uh, I think so. And Arsenal have got like a, a buy, haven't they? Nottingham. They progress to the next leave. round. Yep, yep, yep. At home. Yep. So they progress, you progress to the next so. round. <laughs> you, you pass game week one. But that's fine. Yeah. Um, I suppose I've got Brentford away. So obviously we're getting fucked as per. We'll lose. Well, I think we'll 100% lose. I, I'm not I'm not even saying it for dramatic or comedic effect. We will 100% lose to Brent, Brentford away on our first game. And that's fine. And that's absolutely fine. Arsenal did yeah. the same thing. And look what they are. You know? Maybe one day we can be like them. <laughs> Although we, Ooh, oh, no, we actually fair. have been like them before. We have actually have been like that before. And we finished three points higher. And we still didn't win the league. So, you know. We've been, we've been to the mountain, my friend. <laughs> it's much better down here in the, the swamp. The mountain of second. <laughs> Shrek lives in a swamp, and he's happy as can be. <laughs> Larry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, in terms of next season, then, um, so I don't think we'll, we won't be doing weekly episodes until the season starts, um, but we'll try and get a lot more regular than we were last season. New streaming platform makes it easier than ever. Don't know yeah. why bugging StreamYard so much. Um, we'll be launching the Fantasy League very, very shortly. Congratulations to Luke, Percy, and Liverpool for winning the, uh, the Pace and Power Mark, the, the highly desired Pace and Power Mark. Um, hope you enjoy it. Bloody <laughs> better do. Um, and yeah, we're doing a lot, a lot of other stuff. Obviously, Stinkwatch and um, Praise Watch. Blast week. Blast of the Week. That's Praise Watch. Um, oh, that's another thing. Sorry, um, we could do it. I was gonna say we need to come up with another gimmick. We need a new gimmick. Um, Something stupid. Yeah. So if you guys know a thing that you want us yes. to, this uh, is if you want. It's, if not, you that know some good it's not that we're bereft of ideas. You know we've got tons. <laughs> trust me, tons. But if you can think of anything, and I mean in the lab, we are as passionate about it as ever. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> but it can't be a fancy league, and it can't be who's been really bad or who's been really good. We've got those covered. Sorted those. Uh, but they'll be back better than ever. Do you guys want to do a praise watch or a blastic of the? It has to be praise watch because blastic. What is it? Blastic of the two months. Yeah. What pre-season who's, praise? A praise that, or praise? Nah, nah. Can't nah, be doing nah, it. Nah. I think it's a disgrace to. Uh, you know, actually, I think it's a, a disgrace to the the very organisation to do it now. So we're not going to do it. Sorry, you're expecting that. We'll be launching the fantasy league code very shortly. Get involved with that. I'll think of another prize. It won't be a mug. Um, probably be something better than that. And yeah, hope you enjoyed the new episode. I'll be interested to see how this actual this one actually pans out in the editing. But yeah, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>